What's up, everybody? This is Moonshine Mark here, sitting here with my boy CC Stats. What's up, brother? How we doing? What's up, folks? How's everybody doing this evening? It's U.S. Open week. U.S. Open, baby. It's here, man. We got the little major special going. We, it's we hard did the, to believe it's the third major of the year already. It's crazy. It's like crazy. I, it's literally gone by in a flash. I mean, what have we had three weeks bef- between the majors or four? Uh, well, May, mid-May, so I think we've had four. But still, it's like hard to believe that we're already at the third major. The last one is uh, the British Open, excuse me, the Open Championship at St. Andrews, the 150th anniversary next month. That's going to be awesome. So, yeah. And it's yeah, Father's it's, Day weekend. It's What's better by. than that? <laughs> What's better than that? You've got it's nothing good. to do on Sunday, I hope. <laughs> Not a whole lot. Actually, I'm going to be in New York City. So, Oh, there you Let's go. go. Yep. Doing a little family trip. We were going nice. to decide whether to keep the little guy at home or, or just do it. We just haven't been there in a while. So me, uh, mother-in-law, and my wife and son are going up there. Just there you to, go. There it's going to be well, crazy, but it'll be, it's going to be a good time. It'll be a good time. Well, your boys, you got to go check out the Ryan Zimmerman Retirement Weekend. For those those that are listening to the podcast, we're in the D.C. area. So retiring Zimmerman's jersey. So we got them tickets for Sunday. But my plan is to be home by about four. I'll have the I'll have the game on, or I'll have the the rounds on while I'm at the, at the Nats game. And if it's a little too hot, or they're getting blown out like they have like they are tonight, I'll just come on home early. <laughs> come on in. So Zimmer's getting uh, inducted in in the middle of the game or something, or uh, he's actually getting inducted on Saturday. But I guess they're doing stuff Saturday and Sunday. So nice. Uh, we got free tickets, so I can't complain. Father's Day weekend. Who doesn't love good good game of baseball? And uh, well, I don't know if it'll be good. In the U.S. Open, so I'll have it fired up when I get home. Can't beat it, dude. Well, you got to yeah. tell me about this uh, politics and pros, man. The first TDC you guys heard a little bit about last year's event. Uh, CC Stats represented us, media sponsors again um, with the with the event down in D.C. So tell me how it went. Yeah, yesterday the uh, first tee of Greater Washington D.C. hosted their politics and pros event out at Woodmont Country Club, uh, qualifying site for the U.S. Open about right. two weeks ago. Um, course is just immaculate. Not just course, courses. They have two courses there at Woodmont. Um, they're just pure. The greens are pure. There's subtle slopes. Every hole is a little bit different. I've been up there. I've never played there. I've been up there for another two other times, one for a dinner event at the first he did, and one actually caddy for a friend who was uh, trying to qualify for the women's open. Of course, is unreal. <clears throat> so yesterday they had, I don't even know how many golfers they had, but yeah, it's their, probably their biggest fundraiser of the year that the first TDC puts on. Um, they had about, I don't know, about 10 pros and four former Washington Redskins that came Sweet. out and played. They had uh, London Fletcher, Ken Harvey, uh, Evan Royster and missing somebody. Oh, Rock Cartwright. Rock Cartwright yes. was great. I got Let's to talk go. to him yesterday a little bit. He was great. He was, couldn't have been nicer. Um, some of the pros they had, uh, had Chris Cheddar, Cheddar, who plays on, who's played on the LPJ Tour, Jenny Sue, who's playing at the KPMG. I heard her telling that somebody that yesterday she spent KPMG at Congressional. Nice. I, I hope I get to watch a little bit. We'll get to that in a later where I'll be next week. Because they're playing at Congressional, where it's been renovated. So we'll get into that right. later. Uh, Jenny Sue's playing. Uh, who else? Uh, who else was there? Um, former PGA Tour member uh, Roberto Castro was there. Um, Jake Card the third. We're gonna have to get him on the podcast. He's on the Corn Ferry Tour. 
Dude sung the national anthem to kick it off and hits the ball a mile. <laughs> he off did the, the he did the national anthem, man. Oh, he can. It was silly. That's awesome. Um, they had uh, Steven Yeager, who's on tour currently, uh, and then your boy, your boy, drove around. One of the former Spring Breakers, Smiley Coughlin. Oh, Smiley, man! Oh, <clears throat> what an experience. Um, he was a great dude. He was cool to talk to. He couldn't have been nicer. Probably, um, probably two of the favorite guys that I've ever driven around. I drove Jaeger around about five years ago, and I got to drive Smiley around. That's awesome. He was he was great with the the uh, um, people playing in the tournament, giving them some tips, talking, and just kind of you know for five hours just out on the course, um, hitting hitting some amazing shots. I know I sent you a couple of videos that you posted today of him at, on one that one I slow mo I sent you. He was trying to um, it was about a three hundred and forty five yard shot to the seventeenth hole. Carry, had to carry water pondering wow. on the green and it was 330 to the front and he gave it everything he got i mean he hit like three balls just trying to get it there That's but he awesome. was like huffing and puffing trying to get <laughs> get it there he pushed it a little right but uh no it was a good experience got to hang with him a little bit after the at the uh reception and talk to him and then your boy your boy got the privilege of driving him to the airport <laughs> that's awesome do you take that's... him to the jaeger or, or um national <laughs> took him to national yeah so your boy drove Drove Jaeger and Smiley Coffin to the airport and uh, chatted it up in the car with them a little bit. And uh, well, the, what we talked about, I won't put on the podcast. I'll share with you later. But uh, it was it was some good conversation. And Smiley's actually uh, in Boston right now. He shared with me that he's uh, going to do some broadcasting for Peacock this week. So pretty excited awesome. for him. Well, when I saw him with the P- I was telling you when I saw him with the PGA Championship, he did a great job. So yeah, I told him it's it's nice to have that player's perspective and 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 somebody who's pretty close to the age of some of the young guns out there and he's still playing a little bit and he's going to continue Ted, he's going to continue to play and in the broadcasting thing's kind of new. So he's going to kind of kick that off a little bit, but yeah, I'm excited for him. I was happy to see him. And I, I don't think I've ever, I don't even know if you, I've shared this story with you, but I shared it with him, reminded him of it yesterday. So back in 2016, your boy CC stats took uh, uh, many CC stats out to uh congressional with track. Oh, yeah. It's a great track story. man and Katie from the first tee. And we had some tickets from the first tee and we're out there. I think it was Friday. We were out there. We're walking around. We're on the third hole and <clears throat> not many people are out there. And so I said, Jackson, go over and get a high five. And Smiley, I think it was the year that he had, he was tied for second going into the final round of the masters. So he'd been playing pretty good. And uh, so Jackson goes over. I kind of walked with him off the side and Smiley gave him a high five. And I'll send you the tweet later. I'll send you the story later. So Katie filmed Jackson coming over to talk to Trackman about his experience. Trackman's like, best day ever. And he goes, yeah. And he's like, I want to follow his group the rest of the day. So literally like the rest of the day, we were on and off following Smiley Coffin's group. Jackson was five. He's now 11. So Katie that night tweets out the video, mm. tags Smiley in it. You know, whatever. Smiley responded back in 2016 like hey thanks that's awesome he goes hope you guys can you know come on out tomorrow so unfortunately we weren't able to go out we were heading to the beach so unbeknownst to me this golf website called pro golf weekly they picked up on this they wrote a little story about it straight up on their website they with katie's tweet and everything so not that it was anything big but it's pretty cool well Smiley Kaufman's dad ends up messaging Katie, thinking it's she's the mom, explains to him that she's not, just a friend, family friend, gives me, uh, gives him my email. I trade emails with Smiley's dad, 
And he ends up sending Jackson, who he still has in his room, an autographed glove and an autographed picture of Smiley Kaufman. That's awesome. So it's pretty cool that it. comes back, you know. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I uh, so I got I played I showed him the article. I actually sent it to him on Instagram last night. Uh, so he said he could show his wife, and uh, yeah, kind of kind of came full circle, and it was kind of cool to drive him around yesterday. And uh, um, I actually asked Jackson. I think Sunday I got a text offering who could I drive. And I asked him, and he's like, "Duh, Smiley Kaufman." Smiley, <laughs> that's his boy. So, yeah, that's his boy. So that's awesome, man. Big fans of Smiley uh, uh, with the on-course reporting and the golf. So wish him well, and and uh, it couldn't have been greater. It was it was a great event for the first tee. I think they raised over three hundred fifteen thousand dollars for the f- first tee of DC, wow, which is awesome. amazing. That's so, a, that's awesome. If if those that are listening, if you want to get involved in game of golf and growing the game, get out and involved in the in your local chapter, whether it's here in the DC area or whether it's anywhere nationwide. Get involved with the first tee. First tee, um, just look them up, click on volunteer, and you can get involved pretty easy. Um, they're always looking for volunteers. I know we're looking for volunteers all over the area, um, in the DC area. So yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was or, a fun time. Or donate, you know, donate yeah, or to the donate. first tee. Yeah, if you yeah. can't volunteer, you know. Just Plenty support your local chapters. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was I was pretty juiced yesterday. It was a, it was a good day. I can't complain. I, I bet Clint and Katie are great people. So uh, we love supporting the first TDC in any way we can. And your boy CC stats getting inside inside coverage, man. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Didn't 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 do any one on one time. It was it was. I figured you know what, I'm just gonna revel in what's going on and just kind of chat with him about other stuff and everything. Right. So. We had Love some chat it. about some some other things about some tequila and some other stuff going on. Nice. So yeah, it was a good. It was a good time on the course. So. That's sweet man. So what do you think about that uh, that tournament last weekend? Did you watch any of it? You're talking about the Canadian Open. Yeah. Uh I did. I want to make sure you're talking about. Now we got yeah. we had two tournaments last weekend. That's true. Actually, <laughs> That's had, true. I don't know if the European DP Tour was on, but we had two tournaments. But the Canadian Open. Canadian did, first, yeah. Yeah, I did watch a little bit on, I think Saturday I watched a little bit, and then I watched a little bit on Sunday um, before I was doing some things, and I saw Rory kind of gotten off the hot start on Sunday, and you can say he faltered, but JT was kind of putting the pressure on him, and then he just did Rory. What, what, what Rory needs to do consistently is go out and just put the pedal to the metal and win. One, so, thing, I, one thing I saw different with Rory, so I, I got to watch quite a bit of it on and off for the most part, but – pretty much watched the whole like back nine yeah was that Rory's wedge game was unreal it's like I was watching him in the U.S. Open or the the PGA Championship when he won a couple of those years they were <clears throat> it was just on fire like I mean yeah. he was like literally putting everything within four feet you know making pretty good amount of his putts he did make a bad bogey on one hole um on the back I think it was on 16 and then ended up birdie birdie to finish to, to win it it was it was pretty awesome it was a great tournament yeah I mean I, I always love the Canadian Open um that course looked it's funny watching that course and then seeing some of the highlights of um this week at Brookline kind of has some similarities to it I wouldn't call them exact um my favorite Canadian the Canadian Open is just a I mean it's a, it's a long-standing tournament it's been around forever it's when they play up I think in Victoria and it's just it's like a tree line big tall pine tree that's right. honestly my favorite venue for the Canadian Open. But, yeah, Rory's won there because I don't think they've had it the past two years. And so he's won it back 19 and 22. He's won it back-to-back, I guess, kind of back-to-back years. But, yeah, it was cool to see. It was really cool, too, to see him and JT and even Finau kind of battling, right. yeah, battling like down the end. Three so. good stars of the game. Yeah. It's, it's nice seeing Finau play 
better. He hasn't had quite a great year this year, and and to have him in the mix with uh, with JT and Rory was pretty sick. But no, it was right. It was really nice to see like true Rory on form golf. You know, we haven't seen that a ton in the last several years. I mean, we of course he's won several times a year. He's always getting these backdoor top tens. He's literally when he's on his game, I think he's the best right now. Well, it's, kind of, it's kind of what we expect. Like he went out of the PJ championship and shot five under in the first round. And we're thinking, not that I thought he was going to run away with it, but I thought he was going to be there. And then he right. falters and he's done that before. And I don't know. I don't know if there's more motivation now. <laughs> maybe. I, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I listened to his press conference today. If you haven't heard it, his press press conference today was phenomenal it was like, superb yeah. oh it was amazing like listening to him speak about everything the game what else is going on which we'll get to in a minute but right it was it was definitely better than yesterday's press conference yeah sure was. <laughs> <laughs> well there was some ones that weren't so great well actually they were good it was good content that we'll get into too if, if you saw some of those today but uh but no it was great it was great golf i think Jay, uh, Jay was probably jumping out of his seat, you know, in the box, seeing JT and, and Rory coming down the stretch there in Finau. So um, at least the PGA Tour, for, for their um, brand and everything, I think that was very important for them to have something like that. I mean, we, if we would have had a dud tournament with this Live Golf tournament yeah. going on, it, it would have been a little difficult uh, for the PGA Tour. But, um, but did you watch any of the Live Golf? I watched a little, little bit. bit. I watched a little bit on Thursday at work. I didn't see too much. Um, just timing wise, and when it's coming on nine o'clock in the morning, it's over by two. I mean, right. and I hadn't really thought about that. It's like, oh, it's over by two o'clock. Well, I don't really have time to watch between nine and two o'clock. I kind of like right. two o'clock on Saturdays sitting down to watch the golf tournament. Granted, they were in Europe, and mm. it'll be a little bit different here in a couple weeks when they're back in the states. But right. It was interesting watching every shot, like, boom. Like, their motto is don't blink every shot right. after shot after mm. shot. Um, I don't know what I think. I mean, I don't know what I think about their coverage yet. I think if they really want them to take it to the next level, they got to get a, a network partner, Some, something. I don't care if it's the Paramount Network, if it's Fox, who that's who I think they'll end up going to. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think Fox will pick them up, man. That's, yeah. it's gotta be, there's got to be a lot of value with that. I mean, I don't know the problem with, I think, the TV coverage, and that was one of my points, and, and we'll go into more of the drama with it. Um, but I did want to make a point on terms of the money and TV. So the PGA Tour roughly makes $1.2 billion, they're estimating, for 2022. Mm -hmm. And a half a, or a half a billion of that is TV, TV okay. deals. And then they said they basically pay out the players eight hundred and twenty-two million of that one point two billion in purses and all the PIP, I guess, and all the other stuff. But if you don't have that TV deal and you're putting out two hundred million for Phil, one hundred and seventy million or whatever for DJ, right, and all these other cats, I mean, you're you know slowly racking up to a billion dollars. I think they said between Phil. And DJ and Bryson, they're roughly at five hundred million already. Right, and you don't have a TV deal. Plus, you had, I thought, a pretty poor crowd for that event. Yeah, yeah. Sure, it's a, granted it's the first event, but I mean, 
there's zero. I mean, there is a return on investment, but it's not much. You, you're not going to recoup that that money. No, I think, but I don't. I don't. On that aspect, I don't think they're worried about recouping the money. I mean, at some point, at some point, was was their hope? I think at some point, yes, but I think right now they're not worried about it. And I think it's unlimited cash. I really do. Um, And there were some other things that have come out. We can talk about that too. Which I honestly, Smiley brought it up yesterday to on the course, and we talked about it. The whole 9-11 thing, which that kind of came out of nowhere. I hadn't really thought about it. And right. I know um, that group, the 9-11, the 9-11 fund, that literally came out of nowhere, like I just said. And it's just, I hadn't really thought about it. And I, I don't want to get into politics. It's golf. Like, right. I, I don't play golf to, to be involved in politics. But it feels a little, and that even came up in the broadcast, and I didn't see it live on Sunday with Jay Monahan. That even came up um, Sunday with him, like right. talking about that. And listen, we've all been, t- we were all touched in our own way with 9 11, friends, family, whatever. We all kind of, I mean, I knew somebody that had a that had a parent, and I think we all could have somebody that knew somebody. I, I. I don't understand. I don't quite know where what they're trying to gather from it. I mean, unless there's something that can tell me. I think what it boils down to, if we want to get into it, it's a. And I didn't think this at first. I mean, we go back to February. We all thought it was dead. Right. And we all thought it was dead. I mean, we all did, especially it, when I mean, Rory was making the comments like, "There's this isn't going to happen. It's yeah, done." Rory wasn't making. The, Rory made those comments. DJ said he's committed. Rom said he's committed. Um, you know. Phil said, Phil, people were kind of rumored at Phil, you know, Bryson made his comments and now we have all these other guys turning. I mean, there's some guys that are on that, at the, on the live golf tour that have kind of surprised me a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I was a little surprised with Brandon Grace or excuse me, not Brandon Grace, Louis Oosthuizen. Right. I thought, I thought he would, because he's been playing over here a little bit more. Um, Poulter didn't surprise me. Westwood right. didn't surprise me. Um, I don't know. And, and the rumor is that there's going to be a couple more guys that go and something I read late last week that there's a top 10 player that's going to be announced next week. Um, I know I texted you earlier. I think it could be Rom, mm-hmm. although apparently he made some comments today that he's kind of staying clear of it and he's not going yeah, to go that's anywhere what I was near thinking. Yeah. Um, they said there's rumors that uh, some, a couple people were posting it's, it's, they think the top 10 is between Hovland Morikawa and there was one other one. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think what the yeah, third I one saw was, that. but I, I but I don't that, know about that though. I mean, um, I just I don't think Morikawa would go. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think if if the next bet would be Hovland because right. he's another big name, and I really hadn't thought about this until I re- listened to Rory's press conference today. And I know Monahan called it an exhibition event. Okay, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It's a golf tournament, right? But, you know, this weekend, I think you have 150 golfers playing in the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Next weekend at the Travelers, you probably have 150 golfers playing in the right. tournament. This tournament, these, their tournament, you only have 48 golfers playing. Mm-hmm. 48. Right. And it's guaranteed money, which is nice for them. And, and I listened to another podcast today, and, they, and one of the guys on the podcast just said, he wishes people, and I think Bryson kind of did this. He wishes people just come say, come out and say, "I did it for the money." Yeah, because I think 
I don't think the backlash would be, I think the backlash would be there, but it might not be as severe. Exactly. Bryson said it was a business decision. Right. Good for, you know, it's the one thing that I've heard him say in the past year that I kind of, re, I respect him for saying, you know, DJ saying, oh, it's what's best for my family. Well, duh. Right. Anybody's going to give you a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Of course that's good for your family. Right. Um, I don't know if you saw his press conference Saturday where they asked him, they were asking, well, what are you going to do the other 40 weeks of the year? And he's like, whatever the hell I want. Right. Because this I is came perfect over to play to play less golf. But did he truly come over there to play less golf or did he come over to play less golf and make a lot more money? I think it was a combo, but <clears throat> but DJ just has that that kind of further <clears throat> excuse me emphasizes that DJ doesn't really care about golf as much as as we thought. You know, a lot of times he was trying to disprove that like all oh, DJ doesn't care, DJ doesn't care, Brooks doesn't care about golf. But it is a little telling that he's like, eh, I'm playing less golf, you know, making cash. I think that's his decision. I mean, I think it's I think he wants to play a whole lot less golf. He has a lot of other interests. He's great at golf. He makes his living with golf, but I don't think he loves it. I mean, how do you love it if you're acting like that? I mean, yeah. Sure, are these guys I want to grind every week? Tiger didn't grind every week on the tour because he could pick and choose what he wanted to play. But think, you can pick and – I think Brooks or somebody said it perfect. You can pick – he goes, I can pick and choose yeah. my schedule if I want to, like on the PGA Tour. I don't have to play every week. I could go play Detroit. I could go play Innisbrook. Right. And then I could, I could play the following week and take a week off. You know, I – part of me initially was a little excited once it got going. Yeah. But over the past four days, I've kind of been leaning the other way. Like, eh. Like – I don't know about the debate whether it's good for the game or not. I mean, I heard – I watched the press conference last week of Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, Lori Cancer, and Sam Horsfield. Right. And they they both – Westwood and Poulter pretty much did all the talking. They compared it to the European Tour 15 years ago. Yeah. A lot of the guys were jumping ship coming to the PJ Tour. I think the European Tour was a lot more established. I think truly why they were coming is the payouts were better, which I can right. understand. So you can say you're doing it for the money. So why can't you say you're doing it here? Right. Um, but I, I, I think over the past two or three days, the more and more I listen and hear talking, I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure it's what's best because if you're only going to have 48 guys, I think it's going to, I think if it's going to be the same, if they have, like granted, you're going to add Reed and, and DeChambeau. All right. So who's getting bumped? Right. The guy that finished second last time, last week to, um, Charles Swartzel, that guy who I'd never heard of, who was on mm. his team, is he going to get bumped? Right. No, he's not. Get, who's getting bumped? Andy Ogletree? Probably. I, mean, I don't know. I feel like they're going to have to expand their fields, which I think they're not. They're still not going to have to go past fifty-four holes because that's right. their. That's what they want to stick with. But that's getting that's getting away from the other yeah, model. They, yeah. Their, their model is like trying to be basically as different as they can from the PGA Tour. Yeah. In, so in a lot of ways. I I don't. I don't think it's bad for golf, but I don't think – I wish that the reasoning – you know, Rory and all these, a lot of these guys, it's their decisions. You know, JT mm -hmm. said – I think yesterday said it's kind of sad you've seen more guys go because I feel like – it's sad. I think you're, you're not going to have the top-level competition in live golf. Mm -hmm. It's going to be competition. It might not be the top level. But I think it also gives opportunities to some of these guys that are younger mm – -hmm 
the Max McGreevies, the Dylan Woos, the Doug Gims, to give them a shot. Like, hey, you know what? They're out. I'm going to take my shot. But Unless not if they make a jump. But not if they're. It's not uh, going to increase their world ranking, though. You know. So it's well, like, is, is that going to ever get them into a major, which all these kids want to play in the Masters? Well, no, no, I'm talking USF. about them staying on the PGA Tour. Like, it's going to give them a better opportunity there. Not necessarily oh, gotcha. I was golf. saying if they, if they jump yeah. to Live Golf. Yeah. I mean, and, and everything I'm hearing so far is Live Golf's not getting any world ranking points, which I think is huge, huge for those guys. I, I honestly think this is going to – I don't know what court it's going to come down to. I know everybody says the PGA Tour players are independent contractors. Right. But I feel like somebody's going to challenge it somewhere. They're going to get challenged, especially on the world golf ranking stuff. Yeah, these I mean, guys I are think playing. It probably will fold at some point, right? There'll probably there'll probably be some world world golf rankings like assessed to those events. You would think. You would think, but you know, going back though, you know, they're talking about eight events this year, twelve next year, fourteen the year after. I. I don't know. I just, I'm curious about the fields. You know, you're going to have a new draft every week. I, I don't, I don't, the one thing I don't dislike, I like the team concept built with inside the tournament. I think that is very interesting and it's something to watch. I think the PJ tour needs to look at that for the PJ tour to only have one event. That's a team event straight, just team event. Right. Great. So do it, you know, play, play certain tournaments where you have, where you have a team concept similar to this mm. inside of it, because I think in offer some more money, I think the PJ tour is going to end up, they're going to have to cough up some cash to get, yeah. some, you know, if, if, if more guys start to go, I think, you know, Monaghan has been very outspoken on it and he's, he's stuck to his guns. I'll give him credit. He's stuck to his guns from the get go back in March. He said it, you know, and he said there would be consequences and, Thursday, as soon as they teed off, there were consequences. Right. Those 17 guys, now I guess 19 guys are suspended. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, Rory said today, he goes, my dad always told me, if you make your bed, you got to lie in it. And, exactly. You know, it just doesn't seem right to me, man. Like, I, I'm not going to sit on the soapbox like Randall Shambly and then preach to the choir constantly, like every time someone talks about it. And he's, like, going in and, you know – diatribe about the Saudi government and everything but I mean it, it gets to a point where you see Phil Mickelson for instance in the press conference looking like totally uncomfortable yeah if you Last were that in this week like the difference was was DJ pr- pretty much only DJ that was just like hey man like I'm here for the money and for that I'm playing less Mm-hmm. And he was just straight up. I, I think his responses were the best. He's just kind of like, whatever. I mean, this is what I want to do. But if it was such a great decision, for instance, for Phil, why would Phil be so uncomfortable to those questions? Well, I think he's uncomfortable because of what he what he said off the record. Talent yeah, but I mean, like that should like fade. I mean, that should be like a one presser, yeah. like. Yeah, but you know what? It's not. It, it's because it's Phil Mickelson. It's not going to fade, and I think. He got because grilled last get, week. That's his fault, though. I know? agree. Yeah. And I think some of his – and I think for him getting a little snippy yesterday, saying I don't like it when you guys ask two questions, come on. Yeah, like, seriously, up, a lot of these guys have been asked two questions, a two-part question. Like, don't get frustrated with that. Right. Again, going back to what Rory said, you made your bed, you have to lie in it. Own up to it. And I agree with you. Like, they got to own up to what they've decided to do. 
So, um, so this worries me, Chris, that, and I'm not going to throw out random, well, I guess it's throwing out random speculation, but Barkley <clears> came on and was talking about Phil, and you probably yeah, saw that a little bit. I did. And he went right into his gambling. He's yeah. like good friends with Phil. He's like, we both have trouble with gambling. Um, we like it. Sometimes it gets out of control. That to me, if you're like that close to Phil in the way that he's been acting, it's, it comes off that it's a, it's a guy that maybe hasn't gambled all his money away, obviously, but has a problem. And he has a, he talked all this trash about the Saudi government or whatever, and then got, you know, called out on it. And then he gets offered this money and he's like, you would think a family would be like, Hey, like you need to recoup some of this money you've lost. Like you, yeah. you have a problem, you know, you've lost so many million dollars gambling. I don't think it's just a gambling decision. No, but, I don't think but, so either. But what I'm trying to say, and that's why I'm not speculating, but I think maybe it has a little bit to do with it. Cause it just seems so personal to him. Like he, he seems distraught. Like he just, it's not that he just feels uncomfortable. He looked, he looked, more uncomfortable than Tiger Woods looked when he was telling everyone and his mother that he had multiple mistresses, basically. So what you just said, and I'm sure you heard it last night, and I listened to it on another podcast today. Three, three, that's three, three times I've heard it. For a guy that just accepted $200 million wired to him, rumored, wired to him the moment he signed the contract, you think he'd be very happy. Right. DJ, he has a flat effect, whatever. Right. You would think he would be very happy and ecstatic. Phil does not, appearance-wise, doesn't look that way. He's very confrontational. Mm -hmm. He doesn't look comfortable. If anybody bets on him this week and wins, good for you. I am, we'll get to our picks later. I am not betting on him at all. Unless maybe to miss a cut. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. But... Yeah, I agree with you. Like, you would think that he would just kind of be, I don't know, just like, all right, I'm freewheeling. You know what? I'm going to go over here. I'm going to play. You know, for him, it's definitely about the money. He wasn't playing a ton last year anyway because he was kind of bouncing between the tour and PGA right. or the Champions Tour. I kind of understand the less tournament aspect, but. In the long run, is that going to be what's best for you and your family? I mean, right. I guess that's that's probably not a fair statement because, like he said, he's set for life. But it just seems it, – it's you're right. It's He doesn't seem right. Like, he doesn't seem happy with either his decision or what's going on in his life. Right. Because you would think – so, when you're getting these questions, what I'm, it just keeps bothering me. Like, if, if you're getting these questions and he's happy – about his decision, or maybe he's not even fully sure he's happy about his decision, but you're going to try to, any person would try to justify it. And if I was sitting there and if I was him, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm kind of coming to the end of my PGA tour career. I think I could be competitive over here. I think it's an interesting opportunity. It's a good business decision in terms of finances for my family and myself. And I know people are uncomfortable with where the money's coming from. Like, that's all he has to say. But he's not. You know, he's just being deflective. He's being confrontational. That looks even worse on him, too, when he was saying, hey, like, I I hate when you guys keep asking me the same questions. Like, buck up, dude. Yeah. Like, they're going to ask you these questions. Like, man up. 
and answer them if you really think that what you're doing is the right thing, which is, it's cool in a way like I, for someone like him or someone like an Ian Poulter or Lee Westwood, um, I'm not like, I'm, I'm not going to brandle Shambly them, you know, they're towards the end of their PGA tour career. And if they just, if they personally decide that this is the best option for them and then that they can maybe compete with these small fields and, you know, I, I, you know, it's more golf to watch. I'm not fully dismissing it, but, um, I just, it just hasn't set well with me, you know? Yeah. I think like going back what I said a little while ago, like I think initially I was kind of intrigued. I wouldn't say excited. I was intrigued about it. Right. I think over the past, since it's now kicked off, I think, uh, let, let me back up. February, we didn't think it was going to happen. Then there was scuttlebutt that it may happen. And then, what, a month ago, also names started flying. I sent the names to you, and we're like, wow, there's some names. Like, guys like Taylor Gooch, who's had a good year on the PGA Tour. Right. A good year. I don't even know where he is in the standings, but all of a sudden, boom, he's there. And then now it's happened. I was kind of excited to see how it might play out, but then I'm like, over the past it just it just everything just doesn't seem right again I agree with you I'm all about more golf and more opportunities for me to watch golf but I think it needs to be readily available granted it's available on YouTube but it's not convenient for me maybe and probably can definitely not I mean what we do it's not convenient for us I mean I can go back and watch it later but I'm not gonna go if I come home and and sit down on a Thursday night at 6 30 7 o'clock I can watch the replay easily of the PGA Tour event and see what's going on and we haven't touched on this. You can't even gamble on it in the States. You can't. You cannot place a bet on it yet. Right. Because all of the, all of the, uh, I heard something the other day, all of the companies, they're, they're not keen on it yet. And they haven't, it, none of that's been approved, which I don't even know if I would, because it's just, it might be a crapshoot on who's going to win each week. And depends it on where they is. play. So. Especially um, with the fields. I mean, cause they're literally, I, so quick, you know, snippet of my viewing experience. I watched nine holes of it. Okay. So I mm-hmm. watched, I wanted to see what it was about. I love golf. I'm not going to just not watch it cause it's Saudi backed or whatever. I mean, there's, you know, we went into that a little bit, but I'm like, wanted to see what it's about. So let's see, like, I'll, I'll try to see if I'm into it. It's more golf. It's the morning. There's no golf on yet other than some feature group coverage on the PGA tour, which I do like, except if it's not a, a group that you're really keen about. Um, the, like you said, the team aspects, cool. The, the marketing needs <laughs> better icons <laughs> for their freaking teams. That looks horrible, but no, the lots of shots, you see a lot more shots. I think that PGA tour needs to really focus on the good things that they've done right with that. So I, I did like seeing a lot more golf shots. Do I think it's a, but I almost thought it was a little too much. I agree. I think like I was like, if, for someone that really watches golf, I almost wanted a little bit slower pace that we're used to. Not that I want playing through. I hate that crap. Not that I want a ton of commercials and that I want to watch, you know, people strolling up the fairway for three hours, but it was just sporadic. It was like, I was watching. When you're trying else. to keep up with the leaderboard too. I think the PJ tour has done a good job with it and I, I honestly I'm not the biggest fan of ESPN with the with their coverage because I feel like from what I've seen they pick featured groups and that's all you can watch it yeah. eight o'clock in the morning right I want to see 
I don't necessarily want you can have a featured group, but let's let's jump around a couple of different guys on the course in the morning right. and a featured group, which is what NBC did when they had it. Right. Whoever had or Amazon had it, whoever one of those groups had it. But yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. I think you've made a good, it's a valid statement. Like it was very sporadic. It was hard to keep up with. Mm. Um, I didn't really pay attention to the crowds. I mean, they had the concert every night afterward, mm. which is kind of interesting. Right. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I looked at tickets for the, the next event up in uh, Bedminster in New Jersey. Was it 300 bucks a pop or no, it's two seventy five a ticket okay. per round. Um, I was going to, I was looking at the weekend saying, what do I have going on? It's, does moonshine and I want, do we want to drive up and check it out? Just see what's going on. I mean, Hey, maybe we can, maybe, maybe we get a press credential. Maybe we can go ask <laughs> some of the tough questions. Maybe CC it's worth stats, a shot. CC stats is jumping ship. And maybe he's like, why are that money, man? I mean, they got four tournaments in the U.S. I mean, we can go to New Jersey and Boston and Pumpkin Ridge and Doral. Let's go. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. You're on the bandwagon. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I just I. For some reason, though, it it, I think if it was an actual Super League, maybe it'd be decent for golf. Like if they could finally figure out a way that they could combine the tours like a European tour and a PGA tour somehow come to a consensus where, okay, we got the top, we got a few of these tournaments we're going to kind of meander with, and maybe they could come to a financial agreement even too with the PGA tour where it's like, okay, we're going to have these events. Maybe you have some of your more lower field events during these weeks we have the you know 54 guys that are there that are some of the top guys that would that would be cool but they came in a two just like against the PGA tour i think they're just trying to pull people yeah they want a separate tour which you know i'm just indifferent about it to be honest i love more golf i like seeing different things i'm open to seeing different things um i think the PGA tour does need to look at positive things from from their and not totally dismiss what they're trying to put out there but time will tell man a lot of it's causing some tension some serious tension that we'll have to go into in the next segment yeah absolutely so chris with all this talk man i didn't uh didn't ask you you drink anything tonight or no I, i am i am drinking something um I have to thank my lovely wife. She had to go up to Hagerstown, Maryland a couple of weeks ago, and she's a family member that owns a nice liquor store there. And she said, do you want me to get you anything? And I'm like, oh, I was like, I got some Buffalo up there last month or a couple months ago. I was like, just ask him if you see him, if he's got some Blantons. Well, he was at the party. He goes, yeah, we keep it in the back because they literally have people that will get it and then they go out and sell it. Mm-hmm. So your boy cracked open some Blantons tonight. Oh, yeah. Got you a bottle, huh? Yeah, this is my Father's Day gift, so I figured I'd open it tonight for the podcast. It's U.S. Open week, and damn, does it taste good. <laughs> I bet. Is it similar in any way to their other products, like Eagle Rare or your Buffalo Trace? Does it have a similar taste, or it's totally different? I've never had Eagle Rare, but I feel like it's a little bit sweeter than Buffalo Trace. Okay. But, yeah, it's it's it will, it will take me a while to get through that bottle. I'm going to savor that one for it's a good little stuff. bit. Yeah, you got yeah, it's to, good stuff. Yeah, you got to save that. It's rare, man. And I'm drinking it neat. How you should drink your bourbon. No, dude. My acid <laughs> reflux can't take it. I have to, I'd have to eat like five Gaviscons or whatever I'd take. 
So what are you drinking there? You got you got a little cloudy beer I saw on, on video. I do. So I went so I've been trying to look support some local beer stores. Uh in memory of my brother in law, that was kind of what he wanted to do. He was a he was a home brewer, so like a, once a month or so I go to to a home brew store uh, or you know, just a local beer store. So I picked up this double IPA. This guy I it's down in Occoquan, Virginia, if you ever been if yep. anyone in the local area has ever been down there mom's mom's uh pies actually but they have like a beer wine store so this is called juggling five it's a double ipa with lotus citra mm. moteca cashmere and lemon drop hops damn um it's from a brewery uh tripping animals brewery and it's in florida actually doral okay doral florida it is fantastic that's a good it's so good. 8.5% too. Yeah, boy. I, have to run. I literally would like to drive down there right now and go buy some of that. Dude, that it's amazing. amazing. So like I get this guy's recommendations every time I go in there because I want it to be kind of a thing. Yeah. And I, I've been drinking even some – I love IPAs. I love New England IPAs, but I've been drinking other stuff too, a little bit more too recently. And he's like, dude, I had this beer last night You that we got in. You have to get – four of those so he's like it's amazing and it it's great it reminds me of grove stand which is my probably my favorite beer ipa of all time which is made by aslan another local mm-hmm. brewery that's very popular mm-hmm. in the dc area um they haven't been producing some they've been producing some really good beers but um recently haven't liked as many as before but it reminds me of that beer very very citrusy not too hazy not too bitter it's just like this perfect balance dude it's, it's amazing give, give, give the store a shout out again because i'm gonna go check it out here so it's a uh, mom's pies aquaquan virginia um they have a separate they have amazing pies uh they're kind of expensive but <laughs> but they're good pies oh, worth it um but next to the st- the pie store they have a wine and beer store actually we've also found a good wine of wine drinkers out there called Freelander. It's a good cab salve um, that they, the same guy recommend to it. So it's, if you, if you're in the DC area and ever go by there, just let them know that shotgun Mulligan podcast likes their, uh, likes his recommendations. My role down get, there on I, Saturday. I got to get my buddy's name down there. You have to get his name. He's, he's really good. Sounds good. I like it. But yeah, that's my, that's <clears> my, what you're drinking. So juggling five, try that. Great. Juggling beer. Five and a little Blanton's tonight good stuff dude love it so uh so not to change full subject but to go back and what we're saying because i literally on the break was watching these interviews and i wanted to ask you one who you think is the next so who you think's the next jump ship top guy and who do you think stay in so i know i texted you earlier and i i'd seen and talked about earlier that i thought that Rom might go, but then I saw some of his comments today, and I think he's going to stay put. Um, obviously, I saw that probably 30 minutes before that, mm-hmm. but I'm sure they made a big push to get him there. Oh, I'm sure. The, the rumor is a top 10 player is going, but if I'm if I'm a betting man, which I am, I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Victor Holland goes. I know there's been some rumors about more Kyle and him, but Holland's a European, and I feel like they're pulling in on those guys, and that's right. I don't know. I hope nobody else goes, and but you know there is. There's going to be other guys that are going to go. Right. Um, the money's just too big. Yeah. For some of these guys, and and I can't. You can't really hate from the couch. You can't really hate on a Charles Swartzel that hasn't no. won in six years, and he just like pulls in four million. So I mean, 
people can get on their moral soapbox, but also like the dude made just 4 million. He literally hasn't made that kind of money ever. And not that money's everything, but for someone like that in your professional golf career, that, that kind of is sent out to a John Rom, not so much, you know? Well, and if he has four, four tournaments that he's really good and the other two that he's just mediocre, if he's top after seven, he's going to pull home another 18 million. Yeah. It's insane. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I would bet that Hovland's probably maybe the next one to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Did Ricky ever say he was fully jumping chip no, yet? Or I, no? never, I never heard anything from him. So I think, I don't know if, if that was a valid report or if it got cold feet or I, I, again, I think I told you a couple of weeks ago, I would be surprised if Ricky went, I, I get it. But I think Ricky has really been fighting hard to get his game back. And I feel like he's close to turning the corner. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got his boys, JT and Spieth in his corner that are saying like, just weighing the op, like truly weigh the options. And I'm not, I think they're still going to be his friends no matter what, maybe. Um, Maybe no, we'll that, see what we'll see. I think they will be. I mean, I, I sent you that that screen screen cap earlier this evening that sounded like it got a little interesting where Jordan Speed didn't acknowledge Kevin Na at all today and Taylor Gooch. So I think I think that they're probably in his ear a little bit along with some other people. And is it what I, I truly can't see Ricky only playing eight tournaments, twelve tournaments a year. I think Ricky's the kind of guy that wants to play seventeen to twenty tournaments a year. I kind of think, though, in a little bit opposite, though, because he 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 is a, such a popular figure, and he has so many yeah. endorsement things that he has to do. Not that he wants to do that as much. I mean, I think he he obviously needs the cash and and likes doing that and likes being a big figure in golf. But I do think he real. That being said, I do really think Ricky loves the game of golf, and I think that he right. is is grinding and really trying to do better. But I think it would fit his style, you know, whether he wants to do it or not. I think that would fit kind of his his schedule and things like that because everyone's always critiqued how much time he has to spend on his game. Um, but that being said, I think R- R- uh, Ricky actually – really enjoys the game of golf more than yeah. some of these other guys that have, have kind of went over there. I think everybody's yep. so excited that Patrick Reed's leaving that <laughs> no one's really even said much about him other than he's going to get his tan chopped off if he <laughs> makes a mistake. <laughs> so we think, haven't, we haven't I, talked about none of these. They, they can't play in the Ryder Cup. Well, excuse me. I, 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 they haven't said the Ryder Cup. They can't play in the President's Cup right. anymore. I mean, I'm maybe at some point, but – because somebody today asked, or they said, well, do you think Stenson might go? He's kind of that Poulter or Westwood. Right. If he goes, he's going to have to give up the presidency for the the, uh, what's the is he the Ryder Cup? He's the Ryder Cup guy. Ryder Cup guy, right? I mean, well, maybe. Um, well, the, well, the thing is too is like if if these guys aren't able to play in the Ryder Cup, so you got your Patrick Reed, your Brysons, your your Dustins you're going to lose some American fan base. You know what I mean? I mean, especially if the Europeans don't decide to do anything, if the DP world tour doesn't suspend anybody. Right. Because I mean, literally have their full field. Cause literally if you, if we have our Ryder cup and then we, we don't have all these guys that are, have gone to this tour and we have our other core guys, the, the further core of American golf and PGA tour 
we're going to forget about the DJs and the, yep. the Patrick Reeds and, and them because they're not on the same thing. And if, you know, that maybe doesn't make that much a difference to Patrick Reed, you would think it would have made a difference in his decision a little bit because he, you know, was that was his only part of his game that I think had any support from the majority of American fans. You know, a lot of people don't like him. But think, once it came to the Ryder Cup, people were on his side, you know, because he's because he had had a decent Ryder Cup record, you know. But do you think guys like DJ and Bryson, do you think they really care about the Ryder Cup? I don't think DJ does. I don't. Think, I, don't I don't think some of those guys do. I don't think. I don't think. Maybe it's just the. It's the. It's the right word the type of golfer that is coming up now, like there's not that I'm trying to find the right word, the team atmosphere, like, like yeah. it was four no, years I, ago. No, I, I agree with that because uh, I think that from the international side, you have Rory that almost seems like one of those old generation, like he really, and then it was like, it, it's a lot of the Euros actually. And then Rom, like you were saying, you thought maybe he would deflect, but then I was just listening to his presser and, I have no feeling that he's going to deflect at yeah, all. I agree. Because he's like, I was talking to my wife about it. If they offered me $400 million, I wouldn't go. He's like, it. he goes, I'm all about legacy. He goes, I don't think three rounds is a, is a is golf. Like, he's like, that's not mm-hmm. a golf tournament to me. He goes, without a cut, he's a, he's a full competitor. I don't think there's any yeah, chance that he's going to go. Um. But your boy, like uh, I, I meant to, so so that was my one that I think is going to stay, um, like you were thinking too, as you were thinking different at first. And then my first to go would be Brooks Kepka. The way he responded today, man, it was just when they asked him, yeah. "Would you would you go to live?" And before he got like real pissed about everything, he was like, "Oh, there used to never be another option." You know, he was just like. I can, you know, I can decide my schedule, but there used to not be another option. I'm tired of you guys asking these questions. I'm just trying to focus on the U.S. Open. That, to me, is someone that's like, you know, this this option works for me. This works for my personality. This is another DJ type of a dude. No, that – That lost do, a lot of respect for him in that interview again. You today. hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think he's always kind of been that way. Um and I only saw snippets of the interview today. I didn't hear that the, what you said, um, what they asked him. But it would, I guess that's probably the one that really wouldn't surprise me. May, maybe him and Hovland both. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like he's played less and less over the past two years since right. he won mm-hmm. all the, made, the four majors that he's won. So I definitely, you're right. I could see that as a possibility, and that wouldn't that that wouldn't surprise me as much. That would mm. more Akawa going would definitely surprise me. Yeah, that would because he almost seems like a old breed. Like I think he's yeah. a big golf nerd. Like I think he loves the traditions and all that. I, I would be very surprised if he went like you said. Wouldn't be so much surprised with Hovland leaving just because of the European aspect. Because I think they're really trying hard to pull some of these Euros over. Um, but the Brooks Kepka dude, I think he's, I, to me, I think he's gone just his lifestyle and what he's even said about golf that he doesn't even like golf really, you know, he's all about other stuff, which 
cool, man. But like, that's what you are a professional in. Like you would think that you would care about it a little bit more. It's not will he, it's when. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his brother's over there. His brother's over there. Not that that's going to influence his decision. Now his brother probably made a great decision. I mean, his brother was struggling to make any tours and he got, and maybe that was just, I think that was just a ploy to get his brother over, but possibly, um, but for Chase Kepka, I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, if you can make a couple million dollars and you've literally maybe just made the Honda Classic every year because you're Brooks's brother or, the you know, the the event that he plays with Brooks in, the team well, look event. At, look at the guy that finished – I'm trying to look it up. Look at the guy that finished second last week. Um, Duplice or whatever? Henning, Henning Duplice. Never heard of him. I don't even know what he's ranked in the world. And he made like, what, $2 million for finishing second place? It's nuts. So those guys, you can't really blame them. I mean, it's like sitting on a couch. You're like, okay, these guys that were struggling to like scrap to make any money. And then they made 200K and up pretty much, except for your Andy Ogletrees. You know, it's like. I mean, the bottom line is, is it sustainable long term? No. And I think. I don't think you, anybody can answer that question right now. Is it sustainable? Because the guys like Westwood and Poulter who are going to get older, what are they going to do in five, ten years? Right. Are they going to be playing at 55 out on that tour? Probably not. You it's know, hard for these side tours to – I mean, we've seen it in American football for years. Yeah. Like, and the American football brings in absolute cake compared to – PGA Tour. I have not watched one snap of the USFL. Right. I couldn't tell you when it's on, what teams they have, and who is playing. People love football, but like they're not watching this stuff. You know, it's just like yeah. the XFL. It gave me XFL vibes. You know, I, I love golf, but for that thing to sustain time and to actually work, and sure, like maybe they have unload all this cash and they don't need to get a return on investment. You would, but you would think that they would want to at least like close to break even, you know, right. they're not going right. to just dump billions of dollars and something, even if they had unloads of cash, maybe, but that just, that's just dumb in general. But you would think that if it was going to survive in the, like you said, I guess, you know, time will tell, you know, I can't fully say that it's going to fail, but the only way that it will survive, I think, is if it actually becomes a super league and you get half of the field that's top 25 in the world right. golfers. And then you got right. some of these young cats. That that would be cool. I mean, that would be a cool setup. You know, you got 25 of the top, you know, most of the top 25 world golf rankings and you have 25 other, like, young guys and a, four other people that are random that would be awesome because you see some young dudes that are kind of fighting with these studs, but I, you, you know, time's going to tell whether that happens and I don't think it will. You know what this reminds me of? I was thinking about this day while I was mowing the lawn. 1999 when at the time WWF now WWE mm-hmm. was battling with WCW mm-hmm. and wrestling. Yes. And on during the Monday Night War days, and WWE bought WCW straight out. Not that Live Golf is going to do it. Not that the PGA Tour is not going to do it. It literally, at the time, it feels like that battle. It feels like golf wars. Yeah, it is. I mean, I hate to use that analogy, but that kind of get that feel like 
That's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah, because you have have guys from the WWE who went to WCW and they wanted a better life and da da da, and it ended up all coming full circle. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess they 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 don't play for four weeks, so I I think it'll die down after the open for a little bit, and then it'll ramp back up. And then I think they play August and September. Um, Well, I guess they play more than that. I guess they have. I know they play the end of July as their next. No. They play Pumpkin Ridge next, I think, in three weeks. And then end of July, they're up in Bedminster, mm-hmm. up in New Jersey. And then they're in Boston, I know. In September, I know they go out to Thailand or somewhere, Bangkok, to play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, I'd like to watch a little bit more, see a little bit more live so I can kind of give a better perspective of how I feel. I mean, I know how I feel about it, but I just want to kind of see the broadcast. Maybe they'll end up getting a network. I don't think they will this year. I think if they're going to go to 12 tournaments and then 14, they're going to have to find somebody that's going to be able to broadcast it so people can watch it when they want other than YouTube. Yeah. So totally. anyway, that's been a solid topic for the evening, a U.S. (laughs) Open week. And now they're all playing at the U.S. Open, which we haven't even talked about the U.S. Open. I'm going to give you my my 30-second piece on – Let's see it. Brookline and, and the D Country Club, one of the original founding members of the United States Golf Association. Here's and I've heard this earlier today. I think this is one of the most top-notch venues that the USGA could play the U.S. Open. Not Whistling Straits, not Aaron Hills, right. not Pebble Beach. And I have a little bit of memory of when they won the Ryder Cup there. This course is a classic true test golf course mm-hmm. 7200 yards true test small greens i don't know if you ever played fairfax national when fairfax national was around no nah. they had the most butt tiny greens in the world these greens are looking at them remind me of that not that fairfax national is brookline and then the mystique and the history that you have and i heard rory say this today in 1913 francis we met an amateur beat the two top golfers in the world to win the u.s open the two top golfers in the world and it's still people still talk about it. A hundred over a hundred years later, it's crazy. It, I don't understand. This is what bothers me about the USGA. They haven't been there in thirty-four years. That is crazy. Thirty-four years they haven't been to Brookline. This is a classic course. Now, granted, the USGA has been there for the. I think US Am was there in thirteen, and they've had other events. Like they just want these flashy, yeah, yeah. newer courses, you know. Well, and it, your it's, pebbles, your not that pebbles newer, but I'm just saying like your Aaron Hills, your Whistling Straits, like you were saying. Well, it's like congressional. I feel like congressional got a raw deal when Roy, no, no offense to Rory, Rory played lights out. It was wet too that week. Whatever. Like I said earlier, the KPMG is at congressional next week. The people are people that were playing in the tournament yesterday are members there. Mm-hmm. They say congressional is wicked hard now, even harder than. Not that it was super hard, but it's even harder now. It will be hard for the pros. I can't wait to see when they go back to congressional. I'm thinking 2031 for the mm. – I think the Ryder Cup is there. I don't know. I just – I want to see more classic. And this is the best part, and we'll get to our picks in a second. There are guys that I think you might not have have a chance to win at Torrey Pines or at Pebble Beach or at an Aaron Hills that are going to be contending this week. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that. So on well, that, note, that was a nice lead in. Let's that was a see. great lead in because I got some good ones. <laughs> I got some good ones too, man. I'm feeling this week. We're either going to win a lot of money or lose a lot of money. But I do think – I told you that we haven't had a pod since the last 
major, but your boy was on somewhat of a streak. I had three outright winners out of four tournaments in a row. Barely missed missed last week, but I went three for four. And I almost had four for four. I think I won a little bit last week. That parlay that I sent you ended up only paying like eight bucks, but it was like two away from paying a lot more. So uh, your boy here, though, has been on a little bit of a little bit of a heater in our golf. You have in the DraftKings. So yeah. Like if, so listeners, listen listen up on CC stats. With yeah, because I, I came I came in hot. I came in hot last week and fell off. And I did it with two guys. I only did it with four guys last week, by the way, to finish second place. I know. CT Pan pulled out, and one guy missed a cut. So, um, so let's hear your DK. All right, let's my do DK. Do a little quick, uh, quick hitters on the DK. Quick hitters. Here you go for your boy CC stats. All right, I got Justin Rose. Almost shot a sixty last week. Solid. Been playing pretty hot. Seventy one hundred. Uh, I, I honestly think this guy can win this week. I think it's probably the one open he could probably win. He's short in stature. He doesn't hit it a mile. Kevin Kisner. Kisner. I was thinking of him too today. Yep. Once I saw 7,200 yards and like tight greens, that's that a good pick. Yep. Uh, 7,000, Brian Harmon. Mm-hmm. The lefty. Uh, 90 – no, excuse me, 8,500. He might be one of the most – probably one of the most hot, hotter guys on tour as of late. Played mm-hmm. well at the Wells Fargo. Played well last week. Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yep. 8,500. I like that. Uh I think this guy has not played his best, although you look at his stats, and his stats are pretty good. Xander Shoffley, 9,600. And then rounding out, I think the guy, he's our, he's our last major champion, and that's Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. I like it. Boy, Justin CC Thomas. stats is all in this week. Big You're all in the line. I do like that, that lineup. I mean, I think that could be a silly lineup, dude. I, I, I don't have a whole lot of, I don't have any rebuttals to be honest. I appreciate that. that. Because I literally, if I didn't put it in my DK lineup, I had a side bet on, on those guys pretty much for most of those. I think I have a side bet on all of them except for one. Cause I always hedge. So I'll do my DK lineups. Sometimes I'll put like the one I really, really think that might win it as my outright winner for one of my bets, but usually I kind of hedge it. I'll do DK and then I'll put some other ones in between that I really liked, but it didn't quite fit on my DK team. All right. So my DK team, I did a low to high one. I did a lot of high heavy hitters and I'm just banking that my two low heavy hitters will make the cut and potentially one of them, I think potentially could do well, but he hasn't done well in majors, but I think we got a shot. So, so my two low ones, um, I don't like to tease new get, potential guests, but I've been chatting with him a little bit on Instagram. I know who you're talking about. Retief's buddy, MJ the few. Uh, I yep. hope I'm, I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, he will probably be on the pod at some point. Currently ranked but, fourth on the Corn Ferry top 25. He is just on fire. Like he he's had two two thirds in recent Corn Ferry events inspirational interview when he was talking on the corn fairy tour instagram with retief goose and his his idol but he's coming at 6100 wow 66 that's great value i mean the dude's probably going to make the cut of the low low value people next i got 6600 sam horsefield of the low guys 
he's played crappy in majors, but I'm hoping he changes my mind this week. I've, I've picked him a lot in majors because he's been low and he hasn't came through, but he is a very good young player and he bombs the ball. So hopefully he can keep it in the fairway. And he got a win recently well. too. Yeah. He's got a win recently. Um, he is the new live guy. He played decent in that, that uh, event last week. Um, my next up the list, so we go very low and then we start shooting up. So 7,900, I got Corey Connors. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, a lot of uh, non-U.S. guys, but Corey Connors is one of those guys that has been playing well. He's very solid. He's like a top 25 kind of guy. Do I think he's going to win the U.S. Open? Probably not. Uh, but I do think he probably could pull out a top 25 finish. Uh, next one I got, Willie Z, Gilmore's caddy. Yeah. Has been unreal and very high in – all of his majors, pretty much. I mean, has he missed a cut in any of these majors recently? And maybe he's been... one, maybe one, but he's played pretty consistent. He's been pretty quiet since the PGA, which I don't know. He's played a ton since then, but top tens, pretty much in all his majors. Yeah, like, I mean the Masters, the PGA, with the playoff. I mean, I think I think it's a, a no brainer in terms of like you're saying, ball striking and and tiny greens. Um, next on the list share this one with you Xander Xander I think is huge for me this week I think Xander is definitely going to have a good week if he doesn't win I think he's the top tenner and then I'm just going off a off a heater man he's just filling it right now track man's favorite golfer to 10,500 your boy Rory McIlroy Mr. PGA Tour oh I don't I don't hate your team. I think the only one, I think MJ, I don't I don't know if it's his first open or not. I would assume that it's probably not. It probably not. is. Might, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But but he has been playing really, 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 really good golf. It's a hot hand, you know. It it's is a hot, hot hand. hand. It's a hot and hand I'm, pick. And, and I think you have to ride a hot hand. Like me picking Justin Rose, he's played pretty well. He played good at the Memorial. He played great last week. That's my hot hand. I like that one a lot, to be Part honest. Prior to that, he had not played very well. So Exactly. But he's kind of a streaky – he comes up right now on the golf channel, but he's yeah. kind of a streaky guy in terms of his play of the last three to four years or so, right? He's had, like, a really awesome, like, fall or spring, mm-hmm. and then he's been terrible. Yep. And then he comes back, and then he's, like, in contention once full spring, you know, maybe wins or at least come close. So I like that. D-Gen, man. What do you got? You All got right. some D-Gens? Yeah, I got some D-Gens Obviously, here. right? I do. I made a whole bunch this morning. And when I mean a whole bunch, a whole bunch. No wonder – hey, hold on. No wonder to our listeners that he's trying to sell himself to live. <laughs> got to pay back these bets. That's stats. right. Uh, top fives, I like Billy and I like Russell Henley. I do like Russell to win as well. Russell, Okay. Um, what's his odds? What's he get for a buck? A uh, dollar pays 66. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like, um, I took a couple of, you know, DraftKings has been doing a couple of the parlays lately too, where you can, um, try to find it here. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah. McElroy, Fitzpatrick, Lowry, John Rom, all the finish in the top 20. A dollar pays 13. I like that bet. Yeah. That's good. Uh, McElroy and Lowry to both finish top 50 or top five, excuse me. I did 50 cents to pay 1450. Um, so I'm going to give you my two sleepers for the week. Um, I think, 
I have, so I have a Cam Smith all bet all year long for him mm-hmm. to win a major this year. Um, I like Shane Lowry to win this week. Mm-hmm. I think a dollar pays him dollar pays 36, 36. I got, that. I think he, and, and people might not think that's a sleeper at $36. I think it's a sleeper, um, a but sleeper. he's played really well. He's a great putter. He's a good ball striker. <clears throat> so I think that's a good pick. And then, um, and I don't. I thought I placed a bet on it. Maybe I haven't placed it yet, but I will place one on Kevin Kisner. Yeah, that's exactly what I was like thinking before I came. I think I think he's just he's the kind of guy that can get around that course and shoot. I mean, it, we'll see. We'll see what the greens have to uh, to give them. If, it, and a lot of the greens are pitched, but I think if he can putt well, I mean, if he can putt well and he's stay keeps it in the fairway, which he usually does, I think he'll be all right. Um, the only other one that I, I did place a bet on that I like who who has got a great game and has played was one this year mm-hmm. is Sam Burns. Those yeah. are my Lowry yeah, Kisner and I was Burns. Thinking of, I was thinking of, of Burns too, man. We're kind of on the track, man, we'll be giving a shit right now, but we're kind of on the same <laughs> mindset right now. But I, but I think that we're kind of going on the right track. I mean, we'll see if it comes to fruition, but – the Burns, those type of dudes have a great shot at winning something like this. I mean, Sam Burns, I mean, and you're following up off another uh, another podcast, but but Sam Burns and these guys are like locked in, you know. They got a yep. good mental coach. They got good people in their, in their corner. They're playing good golf. I do like a lot of those. So, Justin Rose, I definitely have that. I threw in MJ for a 50-cent bet. Some, you know, if you're going to do some like route outlandish type of a pick, that is kind of like a Mark uh, Chase, Chase Kepka pick, but uh, but he's 50 cents wins you 200 bones. So that's my biggest crazy sleeper. But of a true sleeper that I actually think could do it would be a Sam Horsfield if he plays right. Mm-hmm. He wins 301 bucks, man. Off One buck off a, a dollar. dollar. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then of your nine, let's say of your heavy hitters, let me give you one. You talked about Lowry. I have him. Fitzpatrick, I have him. But Willie Z, man, I think he will come. I think he'll win a major, I think, before he wins an actual other tour event. Like, right, I, think I like that, that. Especially what he's played much better in the majors than he has yeah. in just your random events. Well, and I think the experience from the PGA Championship this past year or this past, last month, truly helped him exactly. I mean, puts him in puts him in that pressure situation so when he gets in it again he knows how to shut the door so granted that was a playoff but he had his chances he had his chance to kind he of didn't play bad it. he didn't play bad no Joe, he didn't play JT bad. just stepped up and like hit some JT, JT really JT nice shots better. yeah yeah but willie z did not play bad what he had like one one birdie in a par or something like he it's not like he bogeyed and then parred a hole you know something like that i mean he literally had it gave him a good shot. So DraftKings to our listeners did have, like you said, you you did a top twenty, I think, for what for three different players. Yeah. They have a top five finish for two players, which to me was a intriguing pick because it wasn't quite as a long shot as your your old uh first and second pick, you know. What was that called again? The uh not the not the two shooter, but it was the Oh the uh, six shooters. Yeah. But I this, love me some six shooters. <laughs> you do. Love me the six shooters. I'm going to hit on one one day. But this one, lock it in stats. All right, wait, wait. I, I already know what you're going to say. Matt's I'm going to tell Pat, you what your pick is. Fitzy? 
Nope. Willie Z and Sam Burns, top five. I didn't get that one, but I will put that one in after you said that because I was looking at that one. But mine is Maddie Fitz and Jay Rose. One buck pay seventy six because you know your boy's gonna get up and down. Your boy's gonna get up and down, and your boy CC stats is gonna be top five, top two this week. I'm gonna bring home some cash, man. It's been a it's been a great. This is probably. I love the Masters, but I love the U.S. Open. It's also a Father's Day. Shout out to all the dads out there for Father's Day. I hope all you dads are out there, are golf fans, watch watch the U.S. Open. And in the morning when you're out mowing the grass on your Father's Day, throw on at Shotgun Mulligan Podcast. Listen to your boys. We'll be back to recap. little tidbit, your boys heading to the land of Sin City next week. Can't Let's wait to throw some gambling bets out there. Let's go. Let's go. Stats is going to be stuck out there. I love it, man. Till next time, get up and down, brother. Get up and down, boys.